Wow, what a year it has been for teachers. We have learned a lot from remote learning. And with that, we want to talk about all the benefits from remote learning today and what we are really taking away for next year and using our classrooms in the future. So stay tuned for a great episode full of lots of useful STEM information. We can't wait to learn and grow with you. The Innovative Teacher Podcast is created for teachers to learn and grow together and move their classrooms forward. Current K-5 STEM teachers, Naomi Meredith and Spencer Sharp, dive into various technology topics. They talk makerspace, STEAM, and PBL, and other hands-on tasks to engage your students. Every Thursday, they bring you the best in technology in the classroom, from interviewing people to real examples from our own classroom. They fully believe that being an innovative teacher is what will separate you from the rest of the pack. Turning your classroom into something that you love and are passionate about. So come join them as we try to impact the world of education. And now, your hosts, Naomi and Spencer. All right, let's jump to this episode. We're excited to talk about all those fun benefits that we feel like we gathered from remote learning, I think would be a good way to word it um, and what that looks like. And really too, I was thinking about this beforehand, remote learning is the reason we started this. We met a oh, lot of that's, people. That's true. Yeah. We met oh, a lot of people. That's from, a good point. Yeah. We met people, you know, that we got to interview and we made a lot of like STEM friends. So like if anything, that's definitely like a key takeaway we're going to keep on doing in the future, obviously. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> And with that too, um, and we'll talk maybe more about this at the end when we kind of get towards the end of the episode, but definitely with remote learning, I think too, um, working on, you know, PDs and doing PD remotely about things you're passionate about, I think is something that's, that is becoming really big. And me and Naomi are really excited because we're working on ours that we're doing and we're hoping you guys are excited about it too, as we think it's going to be something that's super beneficial for you in your schools, in your classrooms and just around everyone. So we're really excited about it. We talked about it a little beforehand, but We'll jump into the episode before I get too distracted. I, I, I'm talking about that. <laughs> no, it's good um, for people to hear our side projects, our side side projects. Yeah. On the podcast. <laughs> As if we don't have 101 things going I on. I know, right? <laughs> it's, it's okay. <laughs> um, the first thing I was going to talk about was those online learning tools. So for me, I, I really um, liked the fact that I was able to assess kids and do things just a little bit different than what I was used to. So like using Jamboards to collect students' Um, answers for like testing so they wouldn't all gather around at the time but now I'm like I just really like that to have that as a reference uh, Flipgrid was kind of the same way and even Google Classroom so I think all those tools and I mean there's more that I didn't mention that you're like wow I kind of use that piece of technology to limit students being close but now you're like wow that brought great value and for me at least my students I feel like kids really like it like then they want to answer questions I think so too like we used a lot um, I used Flipgrid with the older kids and then I've always used Seesaw but we've been using it more and just you probably see this too they're not always having to write everything there's just more than one way to answer a question which mm -hmm. is awesome so and I use did you use Pear Deck at all I did a little bit. Yeah, I didn't I use that one as much as I want to, but I want to use it more in the future because I feel like it was really good. It was just yeah. like a time thing. But yeah, I feel like all those tools and all those companies really got to stick out during COVID. And totally. you probably wouldn't have heard about a lot of them if it wasn't for COVID. And it was like one of those things for sure. That's true. <laughs> um, the next thing I have is stations. So 
Um, for K and one, I was kind of allowed to do some smaller stations in the past. I would do bigger stations and it was nice to do like really small ones and do more of them, um, and do them that way. So I definitely, you know, plan to write some cur curriculum around that. As of now, I don't have any Naomi does. I know that cause I was reading her blog posts the other day. <laughs> I was looking at my blog posts and designs and, and that kind of stuff. And I even said, Hey, even though I'm talking about this, you have them for, is it K and one? I, it depends on what the lesson is. I will do stations K through five. Um, I don't do them every unit. It just honestly depends on what's going on. Um, it's really great for adding more experiences in a short amount of time. I know a lot of teachers will reach out and ask, Hey, how do you fit this all in? Well, stations is a great option. I typically my schedule is different every year, but I've seen kids only three days of the week. So if you want kids just to try things out, it's a great option, COVID or not. Um, and if you have limited supplies, I only have three, uh, um, not three, I have six bee bots, the little bee robots. And so when we would switch, uh, this year I would do this. Hey, before we switch, you need to give your bee a bath. I remember, so yeah, you said that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we would clean it. So it's great when you have limited supplies, um, that way you don't need to buy a whole class set or even enough for partners. So I've seen a ton of benefits. So I have a little, um, we'll put it in the show notes, a little opt-in. Um, so you have a little free planning guide oh, nice. that you can. Yeah, that'd be out. awesome. And I, for me with the stations, I just love that I can do so many different standards in like one 45 minute section. It's like, I like doing like a coding station, uh, you know, one where we're learning more maybe about like motion or energy and we're learning one about structural engineering, just anything like that. I can fit multiple ones. Um, and I definitely saw a lot more value during the, in, in that during COVID, I guess, or right around the time we came back. It was harder during COVID, obviously, because it's like, well, hey, we got to wash our hands after every station if we switch, or hey, we got to do this and that. And so I'm hoping next year, maybe that looks a little normal. I don't know, obviously. Can't I know it's hard to say. Yeah, it's hard to say. That's something, no matter what, you know, my classroom looks like, I think I'll definitely be adding more and more of that stuff. And I always love sharing like on my social media. So make sure like you follow me on Instagram, like the cool different tools you can buy that make it fun, you know, just having kids to build with different things. I think they, they really appreciate that and like that. So stations for sure. Um, and then my last one and Naomi, you'll be able to add to this one as well as like doing things outside. Yeah. I know before this, for some reason I didn't do things outside. It's not like <laughs> anyone either. was like, you can't go outside. And I'm like, no one ever said it to me, but for some reason I thought I had to stay in my, my room. Right. Yeah. And I really liked doing like the egg drop outside, obviously, because it's messy. Um, I even did some, we made some slime and we did that outside. So it was a little easier. Um, and then we did some, um, what I would call chemical rockets or like a rocket launch um, outside and just having those different projects to do outside. It's like just a different environment for kids. I think they do a lot better if they're out there moving around and are able to kind of get a break from their room that way. So even if you're a classroom teacher and you're like, I want to do an egg drop, well, it'd be nice to get you know, 25 minutes outside for three or four days and do, and do the egg drop. Um, that's one of my favorite on my TPT store. When people ask me like, Hey, what do I, what should I get? I would say egg drop because it's super simple. It's a classic. Um, I just put my own little twist on it. So those are like some of my favorite do outside. What about you? What are some that you do outside? So I felt the same way as you, like I actually, as a classroom teacher, I would go outside and then I don't know, I've been a little weird 
being in my room as a specials teacher, like, oh no, like I have to stay yeah. in here. Um, I have a whole unit I'll talk about in a second, but one that I did, this is great for springtime. Um, with kindergarten, we were talking about ways to help the earth. And a lot of them said picking up trash. So I actually took them outside and we picked up trash. I'm like, let's actually do this. So um, this is for their little 3D print project. So I took them outside. I didn't lose a kindergartner. Me and the TA high five. You're like, hey, we didn't lose anybody. But we took pick up picked up trash around the school and they're really proud of themselves that we were keeping the earth clean. So that was really awesome and it felt good. Um, so I don't know if you've ever seen the show Alone. Have you watched Alone? I've never seen it, no. Okay, it's on Netflix, um, but it's actually a history channel show. So my boyfriend and I were watching a lot of Alone. And it's these people are sent out alone and they have to survive in the wilderness. And I could never do this. You guys, like, if you look at the video, I'm like, got glasses. I'm not, no, I'm not a wilderness person. However, <laughs> um, I was like, what if I did this for school? Because what I typically do in August wouldn't really work for back to school and kids are sharing materials. They're too close. So I came up with, and my boyfriend helped me with this, came up with STEM survival camp. And I did lessons K through five and they're all different. I'm making them all pretty now. <laughs> so the build a shelter challenge I just posted the other day. So you can check that out for your kids. Um, but part of the materials are um, in school and some of them we have to hunt and gather from the land. So I have rules for gathering from the land. So sticky, sweat, slimy, wet things have to stay on the ground. Um, that's the only one I remember right now. So there's two other <laughs> Um, but we gathered things outside and it was really awesome because I didn't have to use a lot of my makerspace items and they were excited to hunt outside. And what was really cute is since I see all the kids, I would have different classes and the other kids would come up to me from other classes like, hey, are you guys doing STEM survival camp right now? I'm like, yep, we're at camp right now. Don't give them away your secrets. So it's kind of <laughs> like a camaraderie kind of mm -hmm. thing. Um, so that was built from go, going to a school year that we, with COVID, and I'm actually going to do it again. And the kids are really excited. I'm like, hey, when you come back to school, we're going to STEM survival camp. So that was, I, cool. it was, I would have never thought of that and like, um, until all this had happened. So it's super, super fun. So that was super successful in my classroom definitely going to do that one again. Um, another one that was, that's kind of silly. And I think you guys saw on my Instagram is my baby tape rolls. Um, we know that kids eat the tape <laughs> just as much as they eat pencils. <laughs> um, so I have, like, you know, you get your rolls of masking tape, you have 10 of them. They need all the kids to use it. Then they use a ton. So I grabbed little popsicle sticks, would wrap about two feet of tape on a popsicle stick, give one to each kid, and that's their tape limit, which worked out great. My principal was telling other people about this. It's just so silly, but really helpful. Um, so definitely recommend baby tape rolls to all it's of gonna be the. It's going to be the thing you're known for. Once you're like not there, they'll be like, remember that lady with the baby table? I know. That's what the kids write in a letter to me. <laughs> not for teaching STEM. The kids will write, I like your pretty nails and baby tape rolls. That's all they're going to tell me. <laughs> uh, so that was a silly one. And then this one I had done before COVID, but I know a lot of classrooms 
switched it up. My room is not a computer lab. It used to be before um, they remodeled and changed things up. But if you're able to have the capabilities, especially if they're coming to your room for specials, have the kids bring their device from their classroom because typically they're more used to logging in. You might actually have things more set up with their usernames, but that way they're connecting the STEM learning into their regular classroom. So just physically carrying that device is helpful. And now I know it is scary at first, but it also helps kids to learn more about device care and just being more responsible for that, that this is a tool for learning. It's not just something we sit and play games on, but it's like carrying a notebook that, I mean, mm -hmm. you really want kids to view it as an asset to their learning. I know like if I'm writing a blog post or if I'm planning lessons, I don't hand write everything out. I don't need to. So just like kids, when they're using their engineering design notebooks or other programs, filming a video, if your devices have that capability, I would highly recommend having kids bring in those devices into your room so that it's there, it's available, it's easy to log in and that it's all connecting together. Yes, I, I, I agree. I have the kids in my room um, bring them as well. That's for sure. I think it's super easy for them to do things that way also. So that is a good point. And a lot of people don't do that, but yeah. I feel like it's needed. And it sets up a good school expectation. I mean, you want the devices to be used. That's mm -hmm. the ultimate goal. And right. so they're getting used teachers know you could send out an email. I'll send out an email the Friday before, like if I'm teaching on a Monday, send it the Friday before. And I also bring in a paper. I deliver, hand deliver it to the teacher just in case if they have a sub and they have a paper that's hanging up in the room, like bring your devices to STEM this week. Um, also with that, <laughs> um, if you're limited on supplies, I also had kids bring in this year their own pencil box. And that was actually really successful. I didn't do it for kindergarten and first grade. I had enough for them to be separate, but that actually might possibly be something that I continue to do because they had their own supplies and their own scissors that they liked. So that is an, another option as well. I had them bring their computer and their pencil box and it was totally fine. It worked out really, really well. Right, yes. Um, and one thing as we kind of transition here to the end, I was gonna say kind of, we talked about, you know, how we're going to talk just a little bit each week about the PD that we're releasing. So I think, you know, a great segue into this is what is something you think when people do our PD that they're going to take away ultimately from this first one that we're doing? Cause we're going to do many of them, but just from this first one. I think from this first one, it's really great to hear real teachers who are teaching STEM in integrated ways that we're giving you the most powerful things that we have seen in our classrooms that are real and relevant. I think oftentimes when you find things online that are not teacher created, they can be kind of separated from reality that it sounds like a good idea, but really doesn't work with kids. So we're telling you the best things that we know work and that you really should try and make the most value for your time. Yes. And I, I, yeah. And the video I actually did for the PD yesterday, one of the things I said was, you know, it's one of those things like it's proven to work. So we've, we've seen it work. So, you know, it's going to work. And I think sometimes yeah. when you do PD, it's like really boring and, or it's someone that's never been in a classroom. It's like, that's not going to work. So. And we I do it with hundreds of kids. Like think yes. about that. Mm -hmm. We see hundreds of kids within the month and mm -hmm. we're always adjusting and improving to make it better because we need to for the next right. group of yep. kids. So we get to try it. Like as a, that's one cool thing about us 
is we do see all the kids, a classroom teacher that would frustrate me because I did a lesson, but I didn't get to teach it again. Cause I will teach it again next year. Right. I could, I time? guess the next day, but right. that's the cool thing that we quickly get to improve and then share that information with you guys. So our PD is a great opportunity to dive in deeper on those concepts. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I'm excited about it. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. If you're interested in those PDs or wanting to collaborate or have a marketing opportunity or even have us present, send us an email our way at innovativeteacherpodcast at gmail.com. And also make sure to subscribe to us on your favorite platform. That way you are updated when those episodes are live for you. We're also active on social media on our podcast. So it's Innovative Teacher Podcast. And also we are active on our personal personal account. So we have at sharp, the builder, and then at Naomi Meredith underscore, where you can grab even more ideas and quick wins for your classroom. Thank you so much for listening to us today. Innovative teachers. We will see you in the next episode. This has been the innovative teacher podcast with hosts, Naomi Meredith and Spencer Sharp. Tune in next Thursday for another edition as we help teachers learn and grow together and move their classrooms forward. Music by Audionautics.com. Thanks for listening.